Hello there, Eagles fans, and welcome back to our Eagles Therapy Podcast. My name is Basil, and unfortunately, my father, Baz, uh, of course, he's in Chicago right now, as we talked about last week, so I will be recording this episode without him. Unfortunately, we couldn't find a way to kind of get him in it with, you know, recording from a different place, different phones, different computers. We're still trying to figure all this podcast podcast stuff out, so hopefully we figure that out and get that done in the future for you, but for now, uh, we're just going to have to do it this way. I do have a lot of his notes and everything, so we can kind of share, I can kind of share what he was thinking, but we're recording Sunday, November 11th, or I'm sorry, November 5th, uh, 2023, uh, just merely two, three hours after the Eagles have defeated the uh, evil empire, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, stressful game, really good game to watch as an NFL fan, as a football fan. Terrible game to watch if you're an Eagles or Cowboys fan because you're just stressed the entire time, which I hate being stressed. It took a few years off my life probably. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the episode. I'm going to try to do a quick episode because I don't like recording without my dad here, so going to make this a quick one for you. As always, uh, we'll do a little club plug. Uh, we are part of the Philadelphia Eagles Fan Club of Colorado Springs. We meet for every single Eagles game at Frankie's on Powers and Galley. Uh, today at the Eagles Dallas Cowboys game, we had 111 people, 111 Eagles fans, as we should say. There's probably more people in the back, but 111 Eagles fans, which does break the record for us for most in a regular season game. Obviously, in the playoffs last year, the Super Bowl had a lot more, but in a regular season game, 111 Eagles fans. It was pretty awesome. The place was rocking. Uh, it was electric at times. A lot of great plays that had a lot of great reactions. Just so much fun. I, I know a lot of people got their phones out and were recording some stuff, so that was really great. Uh, we also had the canned food drive, or I should say the, the non-perishable food drive today for Care and Share. Uh, we raised up to, I believe it was $350, and... Uh, as far as the food, we had about 600 cans of uh, food. So thank you all to who have participated. Uh, we had a great time with that, and we're really, really thankful for all of you that participated. We're really happy with our outcome that we had. Uh, in total, I'll just go ahead and just go ahead and jump into the overview of the episode. Obviously, the Eagles won uh, 28 to 23 against the Cowboys. Again, a very stressful game. Uh, the offense, you know, looked really dominant at times. Uh, a little bit rougher on the edges at certain other times. Uh, Jalen ended with 17 of 23 for 207 yards and two two touchdowns. Uh, A.J. Brown had uh, seven catches for 66 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Devontae Smith, uh, three catches for 51 yards, one touchdown. And Dallas Goddard, uh, three for 50 yards, one touchdown. I'm sorry, not a touchdown. Three for 50 yards, but uh, looked great. You know, at times they were, they were very consistent. Guys were getting open, but at other times just I felt like we were running the wrong plays. We were doing the wrong calls. It just it didn't feel didn't feel great at times. Uh, same with the running game. We had 33 for 109. That's a 3.3 average. Just really not great. Not as dominant as we've been before. Uh, Gainwell and Hurts each had a rushing touchdown, so that was good to see. But overall, again, the rushing again rushing game it just feels like it's been really disappointing. Uh, it's been letting us down ever since you know the Vikings, the Buccaneers game. We were getting 175 yards, 160 yards, you know, up to 200 yards, you know, rushing in the game, and we just haven't been able to do that lately. I don't know if. Because we've we've lost our right guard Cam Jurgens, he should be coming back after the bye. But maybe because we lost him, we're off. But I, I just feel like one guy shouldn't be able to affect a huge you know asset of the game. Uh, it, you know, it, it just it feels like that really needs to be improved upon. We we need to figure out when to run better. We need to figure out how to run better. <laughs> really, with this offensive line, you know, we should be running all over these guys. But 
A little disappointing on the run game. Uh, defensively strong at times, but still very worrisome. Uh, the defensive line ended up with five sacks, which looks great on paper. But, uh, you know, throughout the game, it just felt like our, we weren't getting pressure. Uh, we weren't getting the results that I feel like this defensive line should be producing. Uh, you know, these guys, Reddick and and Sweat and, and Carter and, and Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. I mean, Nolan Smith now. I know he's, you know, first-round pick. But we have all these guys. I'm just, I feel like we should be getting back there more. I know a lot of teams are... They're going to be designing, you know, play calls and, and, and doing plays that, you know, try to attack us there so that we can't, you know, capitalize on that defensive line. But it just still feels like we should be doing more there. We did pretty good against the run. I don't know exactly how much they averaged uh, per at the end of the game. Let's see, I have right here. They did average 3.5 yards a carry, so that's really, you know, it's really not great. So we did do a great job at stopping the run, uh, but it just felt like, you know, I know five sacks looks great, but it didn't feel... It didn't feel like it was that good. Um, of course, they came to the rescue in the end. Sweat had a great sack in the end. Uh, Graham, had, I think, had one and a half sacks, which should be boosted up to two sacks uh, that were huge uh, it, towards the end of the game in the third and fourth quarter. And, uh, yeah, Josh Sweat, that huge sack in the end was just, you know, basically a game-winning play. Um, we'll, we'll get to more of that later. But um, as far as the defense, the secondary really scaring me. I <laughs> I feel like it's it's our weak point right now, you know, and it doesn't make sense that it's our weak point. We have, you know, I know they're older guys. They're on the other side of 30, but, you know, these guys, Kevin Byard, uh, we brought him in and it feels like we're worse right now. Uh, Reed Blankenship, he's a young guy. I know he still hasn't started that many games. I think it's his 12th or 13th start. You know, that, that's still a rookie playing kind of right there. Uh, then you have Slay and Bradbury. It just feels like they should be better. I know our slot position, that's just going to be rough for a little bit. Uh, Bradley Roby should be coming back after the bye. Uh, Eli Ricks, you know, he's doing his best, and I think one day he's going to be a really great outside corner. He can even probably be a really good inside, you know, in the slot corner, uh, in the nickelback position. But right now he, he's just having a rough time. I know that they do have CeeDee Lamb, who's, you know, their best wide receiver, probably a top 15, top 10 wide receiver in the league. Uh, and, and then that's hard because he lines up in the slot a lot. So it is a big ask for a undrafted rookie free agent to you know to have to have a chance you know against him but it just feels like with Slay Bradbury uh, Kevin Byard you know we have these guys these big names and it's just not working it's just, it's just really not working and I feel like our defensive coordinator he's done really good in the past the Buccaneers game the Vikings game uh, some of the other the, the Jets game they were okay the Jets game is more on the offense but I don't want to delve into the past but it just feels like the secondary is just not performing to what I want them to perform to. Uh, we're not getting turnovers. We're not producing picks. We're not we're not hitting them off the ball. We're giving them too much time. Defensive coordinator was doing really good earlier in the season. He was he was like the MVP of the season at one point. And uh, recently, it's been rough. I think the teams are learning to attack us in our weak spots with the linebacker and also the safety position. But I feel like you shouldn't be able to you know you shouldn't be able to attack us in the safety position like, but it, you know they they came up big in the end uh, had some great. Uh, sacks at the end. Josh Sweat again, like I said, really ran the clock down. It was phenomenal. And then they were able to cover them. You know, they they did their job in the end and we won the game. So it's all that matters is really we're one to know this week and it was against Dallas. That's great. Uh, special teams got nothing to write home about. Wasn't a great big game. Wasn't a great game. Nothing really, you know, big. Uh, they had some kick returns and a punt return. Uh, I'm a little upset about, I don't know if Jake Elliott's I don't know if he's hurt or something or if, or if it's windy there or something like that, but I don't know why he can't kick it out of the end zone. Um, to me, at this point in in in, the, in NFL, I would just kick the ball out of the end zone every single time. And I know I, I don't – I probably – I couldn't do it myself, so I shouldn't be sitting here. Why can't he do it? But 
you know, it just feels like he's done it before and he, he does it consistently. Let's go do it every time. Like, I don't give these guys chances to return it because it's burnt us a few times now. You know, today we went down and scored. We, we gave him, we got him a three out, three and out to begin the game. We went down and scored and it was like, oh, here we go. And then they returned the ball to like the 45, 46, their own 45, 46. They're at midfield already. Um, just a little bit. I'd really like to see those kicks go out of bounds or not out of bounds. I'm sorry, out of the end zone. I'm just tired of guys returning it. Uh, we want, we want to see more of, uh, I have here less three and outs. We get a little tired about that. End of the game, earlier in the season, like I said, I know, earlier in the season, earlier in the season. Uh, Rams game and the Vikings game, you know, we were able to put the way, we were able to put drop drives up to, to put the, you know, to not get the ball back to the other team. And it feels like recently, the last few weeks, we always give the ball. The other team always has a chance. I'm getting, I just don't understand. What are we doing? We, we need to go back to when we could get these long, relentless drives at the end of the game, seven, eight minute drive, running the ball first down on second down, first down on third down, first down on first down. You know, we had all these abilities to do that, but it's the run game is just having a hard time. Uh, like I said, what I want to see more, I want to see the run game be more effective. Uh, my dad said kind of what I touched on earlier. He wants to see more consistency in our defensive backs. Uh, so that's, you know, just rough. Like I said, it feels like the defensive backs should be playing a lot better. I know they're a lot older, but maybe the scheme is hurting them, but I just feel like they need to start. I mean, a game like this is going to make our team better. We're going to be playing really, really tough schedule the next five weeks, or I mean, the next six weeks because we're on a bye. But, you know, we're going to be playing a tough schedule. And this type of game, it'll make, be make us better, which is great. You know, maybe down the long, you know, in the long run, this will be huge for us. And we're eight and one and our defense isn't even really that good. Like that's huge, you know, and I'm not saying the defense isn't good, but it's just, I feel like it should be doing better. Um, so he wants to see consistency on defensive backs. As far as the selected players that we chose last week, last week I chose Lane Johnson. Did good, but not great. Uh, Parsons did end up with a sack and a half. Uh, in total, they had three sacks on us. Two of those I could really, I could kind of blame on Hurts. He held on to a little bit too long. One of them shouldn't count it because a guy dove at his knee and tried to break his leg. Uh, so I, 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 two of those sacks I can kind of blame on Hurts. Um, so, you know, really only one major sack by the offensive line. It feels like Hurts sometimes he just holds on to the ball a little bit too long. You know, just throw it away, get it out of bounds, get it back to the line of scrimmage, get rid of it. You know, don't take these sacks, especially on a second down and 10. You can't be doing third and 17. I can't stand that. Oh, speaking of, I'm sorry, I don't like to jump back, but as far as the defensive backs, our defense, we have these third and 17s, third and 15, third and 14, third and 21, and for the most part, they either get the first down or they get to fourth and one, fourth and two. I'm like, can we can we get a fourth and 10, a fourth and eight, a fourth and 12? Can we do something? Like, why do they have to get 14 yards on third and 14, third and 15? It just makes the fourth down too easy. I know at one point today we did make a fourth and eight, and it ended up helping us, but and I'm just tired of seeing that, but I'm sorry. Uh, Lane Johnson, though, like I said, uh, he looked like he may have let up a sack. It's hard for me to talk about offensive linemen because right now it's Sunday night, the same night as the game, so there is no um, – like uh, advanced stats that are released right now, so I don't really have much to go off of. He looked like he may have let up a sack or at least a pressure, um, so that that was rough. Like I said, only three sacks, two I could blame on him. Uh, my dad chose Josh Sweat. Last week, that was his player. Sweat had a great game. He had six pressures total. He had four tackles and one sack. And like I said, that sack was kind of a game winner. Um, with 27 seconds left, he was able to sack Dak. And that led the you know clock tick down. And then on second down, he had to throw it out of the end zone, throw a far pass. They had good coverage on the back end there. It made a third down, and, and there was only five seconds left at that point. So, I mean, that, that was huge uh, for them to be able to do that. Uh, so Sweat, you know, he played a great game. Good to see him playing good. I think 
with his pressures, he is tied for first in the league with pressures, tied with Micah Parsons. Uh, so he's tied for first in the league with pressures on the quarterback, which is awesome. Uh, what total does that bring him to? I'm sorry, I should have had that ready. That brings him to, so right now, before that game, he had five and a half sacks, so now he has six and a half sacks. So that's, you know, that's great, man. Six and a half sacks and in nine games, you know, that's phenomenal. I mean, he, he's been playing out of his mind. He, he really is good. Uh, he, he's very underrated. You know, we got him in the fourth round back in 2018. You know, he's a very underrated player, and I, I really hope that he can get a Pro Bowl or All Pro nod this year if he keeps it up. Reddick, of course, had a sack as well, so you know he's that brings him up to seven and a half in like five games or six games. I mean, that's just amazing. I they they are playing well. I just feel like we should be getting in there more. I I I'm, I always want more. I'm never satisfied, as you guys have heard. <laughs> I'm never happy with a win. I always want to win by 40, but that's just how it is. Uh, for our MVPs of the game, my MVP is Brandon Graham, which is crazy because, like I said, no advanced stats yet, so we don't have the snap count out yet. Um, I can't imagine he played that many snaps. With those snaps, he got one and a half sacks. Should be two. I think they're going to readjust that stat later when they look into it. You know, they always go back and adjust the stats. And of course, there's different sites that always give different numbers. The score says he has one and a half stats. I'm sure Pro Football Reference said he had two. It, it all, you know, it's all different. They they look at him different ways. He should have two sacks. Um, he pushed Dak out of bounds on that two point conversion in the fourth down. I mean, that was kind of the biggest play of the game, really, in a way. Um, I know it came down to the wire, so it's not you know, remembered as it. But you know, they scored a touchdown. They were down by. Five, they went for two, and you know he was able to chase Dak out of bounds and, and get him to step out before he got into the end zone, which was incredible. Uh, something you don't see from a defensive end who's I, I don't have his weight, but he's a big guy. You know he's put on a lot of weight in his career here. He's become a bigger guy and everything like that. I can't imagine he's you know as fast as he used to be. Uh, so it was just an incredible play by him as a defensive end to to be able to chase Dak uh, out of bounds there and get that. Yeah, he's two hundred sixty nine pounds. He's listed at that's. That can't be, I don't think he's that much, but, you know, for him to be able to make that play and get Dak out of bounds and not get that two-point conversion to get them, you know, only losing by three, it's a whole different game. If they're losing by three, they kick a field goal on that last drive or the drive before, you know. They don't have to go for the touchdown and the long touchdown, you know. They kick a field goal and, and they go to overtime, and I didn't like, I don't like our chances in overtime right last, you know, tonight because, you know, we were getting tired and the defensive, defensive, Backs were getting cooked, so huge play to me. He's our MVP of the game. I do want to mention um, unsung hero was Tyler Steen. Um, on third down, I believe, seven uh, towards the end of the game, uh, DeAndre Swift ran the ball, uh, ran in, or A.J. Brown ran into him, kind of trucked him, I should say, and he fumbled the ball. And that would have been huge because I believe we were on our own maybe 25 or maybe on our own 30 around that area. We, we you know we really weren't that far. So, so that was terrifying. But uh, Tyler Steen was able to get back on top of it. That was huge. I mean, that, that was totally scary. I mean, we were on our own 31. But, man, that was huge. And good that we were able to waste their other timeout. You know, the fact that we recovered it, they had to use their timeout. That was just so big. So good job to Tyler Steen. I don't have his MVP, but he did play a really good game. And he's a rookie, and he got his first start. Uh, I think he might have let up a sack at one point uh, against Parsons or Parsons. He didn't really let up a sack, but Parsons got through. But other than that, man, he, he had some good blocks in the running game. Uh, good block on Kenny Gainwell's touchdown. Another good block on one of Swift's runs. Uh, he, had a, he had a really good game. Uh, so it's good to see that. I know Cam Jurgens will probably be back after the bye, but it's good to see that, I mean, in the future, when Cam moves to center, we have Steen as a right guard. Like, this is good. This is this is good stuff going forward. Um, my dad had uh, Dallas Goddard as the MVP of the game. Uh, three catches for fifty yards. Uh, he had that twenty-eight yard catch, uh, which he got injured on on a kind of 
dirty tackle, I would say. If you go back and look at it, that guy knew what he was pulling on. Landed right on his arm. Not what I like to see. Uh, kind of what you can expect from a Cowboy player, though. Um, but he has Goddard as his MVP because that play really did start to kind of put it out of reach uh, because then we scored a few plays later. And, and that put us up by 11, uh, which kind of, you know, not not put the game away, but it you know put the game further out of reach, and we never lost the lead again. So big play on Goddard there. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, I'll touch on the injuries that we kind of have coming up towards the end. But uh, other than that, I want to touch on the under-the-nest plays. So these are the plays, of course, that are not going to be remembered as much as the maybe plays that happen after it or are going to be overshadowed by other plays. Uh, on offense, with 12 minutes and 12 seconds left in the third quarter, it was second and two. Uh, the pocket kind of collapsed. Hurd scrambled out of the pocket. He hit DeAndre Swift for a gain of 11. It was a first down. It was huge. The momentum building, you know, the, the bar went crazy. Even though it was just an 11-yard gain, we were going nuts. We were just so excited because Hurts was running out of the pocket. It looks like he might have gotten sacked. Found a guy wide open, 11-yard gain, first down. Next play, touchdown to Devontae Smith in the back corner, uh, left corner of the end zone. So that's a huge play. It's overshadowed, of course, by the touchdown. But, you know, great great catch, great throw, great you know, maneuverability, especially after he had gotten hurt. Um, well, could, you know, re-aggravated his existing injury in the second quarter. So, you know, great play by both him and uh, Hurts and Swift, and then touchdown the next play. Uh, for the defense under the nest, I have with 10 minutes and 51 seconds left in the fourth quarter, uh, Dak Prescott, he was about to run the ball into the end zone. He was about to score. Darius Slay and Zach Cunningham, they had something to say about that. They were able to stop him. Uh, Slay went low. Dak tried to jump over him, and Cunningham finished him off and plowed him into the dirt. Uh, it was third down, like I said, so it, or I didn't know if I said it, but it was third down and made it fourth down. The next play, he threw it to uh, Luke, uh, what was the name? Luke Shoe. Shoeningham? I'm sorry if I don't remember his name. Let me see. I might have it here. Luke Shoemaker. I'm sorry. Luke Shoemaker, he threw it to him, and that was the play Reed Blankenship was able to, able to stop him at the one-yard line. They called it a touchdown, and, man, we were all like, no. Like, and it showed the replay, and I got up close to the TV because I wanted to see it, and his knee was down, and we all, no, it's no, it's no touch. We were going nuts. You can imagine 111 Eagles fans going crazy in that bar. <laughs> it was just really nice. So, yeah, that play before, that was probably the most electric play. We were going nuts because it just a big hit, and Dak you know, fell to the ground, stopped him on third down. I was a little scared. I did go to the Cowboys fan who was in the bar. There was about four of them. I went over to him, and I was like, you know, I, I, the, they probably could get it on fourth down, but, dude, that was a great play. Um, and they were able to hold him on fourth down, so that play's kind of forgotten because the next play was so big and holding that down. Uh, next, I'll just go over some injuries uh, for the game. We did lose Dallas Goddard in the game. We lost, you know, we had a lot of guys going down. Uh, we lost Dallas Goddard. I don't believe he returned. Uh, N'Kobe Dean, he got a foot injury, re-aggravated his existing one, I think. Uh, he did not return. James Bradbury, he got hurt. I believe he did come back. Devontae Smith, he came back, of course. Darius Slay, I don't he did come back. Uh, Hurts, of course, that's the obvious one. You know, he got hurt and, or re-aggravated his existing injury, and it's just it's worrisome. And the bye week could not come at a better time. And the fact that we're going into the bye at eight and one, and Dallas is sitting at five and three. The you know Giants and Washington are kind of you know more so out of it. I, no one's completely out of it yet, of course, but you know they're more so out of it. This, this is so big to go into the bye week. It could not come at a better time for us to win a major divisional matchup to go eight and one and have all these injuries. You know it's time to go into the bye week, rest up. You know take take you know take some breaks. 
ice your legs up, rub some dirt on it, <laughs> whatever you got to do, uh, and, and come back healthier than before. Because man, we, we were it was rough for a while there with all these injuries we've been dealing with, and uh, for us to go eight and one in that span with all those injuries, with all those scares, just huge going into the bye week. So get healthy, come back out stronger than ever. Uh, we'll be facing the Chiefs, of course, when we come back on a Monday night football, which is nice because it kind of extends our bye an extra day. Um, as far as the Eagles rooting guide this week, uh, going divisional first, of course, we beat the Cowboys 28-3. That's great. Uh, Washington defeated the Patriots 20-17. to At this point, you know, we don't want Washington to win out or anything like that. But we do, we are kind of okay with them ruining their draft pick. Uh, we, we don't want them to have a top five, top four draft pick because, you know, we definitely don't want them having a number one draft pick. Uh, we, we just need to try to keep Caleb Williams out of this division. We really don't want anything happening there. Uh, along with that, the Raiders, they defeated the Giants. We kind of, at some point, we, we do need to start cheering for the Giants. They're two and seven. We really don't want them to get a top pick. I mean, the good thing would be if the Cardinals continue to stay, you know, on the bottom end, they can get that first pick, or or maybe the uh, the Colts or the, or the well, the Colts wouldn't, but the the uh, Panthers are down towards the bottom too. The Bears, you know, stuff like that. We we need them to stay bad, but we we need the Giants and the Washington to kind of not be great, but. We do need them to win some games, you know, end up 6-11, and 5-12, uh, and uh, 12, you know, that kind of record. That way they're not number one, you know, top five pick. They're more in the, you know, top 15 or, or top 10, 12, you know. You want them there. We really don't want them getting those picks. Um, outside the division, unfortunately, the Saints did defeat the Bears. Uh, not what we want again. Uh, I know I, it's, I'm a broken record now, but uh, the Saints, we have their second pick in the draft next year. Uh, we want that pick to be as low as possible, so we really need them to keep on losing. Unfortunately, they keep on winning. Uh, this win brought them to 5-4. and four. Uh, You know, we, we want the opposite of them. Like we want the Giants in Washington, we want them. We want the Saints to be the opposite. We want them to lose every single game, because uh, if we can get this first pick in the second, you know, second round, say we win the Super Bowl, we have the thirty-second pick and the thirty-third pick. I would love that. That would be amazing. Probably not going to happen now at five and four, but let's try to get that pick as good as possible. So keep on cheering against those Saints, uh, and then other important divisional matchups. The Lions they had a bye week this week. The Niners did as well. So not as many of the big names. Uh, the Ravens did destroy. The Seahawks. I mean, they walloped them, thirty-seven to three. I was very stunned. A lot of people thought, aside from the Eagles-Cowboys game, a lot of thought, people thought this would want to be, you know, be one of the best games of the week, uh, at least of you know of the day, you know, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday were good games and stuff. But everyone kind of expected, you know, that to be one of the big games of the week. So uh, we, we, you know, really, really was surprising to see the Seahawks get destroyed like that. Um, other big games, uh, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. The Chiefs beat them 21-14. to Kind of a good thing for us to see the Chiefs win before the bye. We have the same bye week as the Chiefs. We don't want to come out of the bye with the Chiefs having just lost two in a row because that would be, you know, it would make them much more desperate for a win. It would make them more hungry for a win. We do want them kind of going into the bye and going into our game with a previous win, not to say that, it, you know, it's going to help us or they'll go softer or easier now, but but just you don't want them, you know, if they go if they lose two in a row, I mean, you, you don't you don't want to face that team. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like I said, this is going to be a quick episode, so we're all I'm going to wrap it all up here. Uh, thank you very much for listening. I, like I said, I, I apologize. I could and have my dad here and, and we hope to find a way uh, he, he's going to be out of here for the next two weeks 
while we're gone on the bye week, we'll try to do an episode, maybe two of them, just to kind of fill the gap, uh, talk about some other divisional stuff. You know, the Lions and the Niners and the Cowboys will all play next week. So we want to talk about that sort of stuff, be around to talk about that. But uh, he'll be in he'll be in Chicago. So we're going to try to find a way. Uh, hopefully we can do it, but we're not too sure. I don't think we have a microphone out there for him. So we'll figure out what we can do, but we'll go ahead and say, I'll go ahead and say my goodbye here. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Uh, if you like our Eagles Therapy Podcast, do us a favor, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening right now. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Please comment below any questions, any comments, anything you want. I know people are watching. Give me a comment. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me, you know, what you like or what you don't like, or give me some suggestions. You know, again, I, a big shout out to John Ivanovich. Thank you so much for giving us that suggestion. Um, the, the fantasy stuff, we're going to continue doing that for, going forward with that. Uh, hopefully every single week this week is just weird because my dad's out of town. So it's just, we're, you know, we're on and off kind of an off episode right now. Um, but you know, going forward, you know, we, we'd love to get some suggestions. Tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. You know, if you're a fan, fan of another team, uh, don't, you know, whatever you can hate on us, please do something like it, subscribe, anything like that. <laughs> uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like I said, like it, subscribe. Uh, if you don't want to comment below, if you don't want to see your YouTube page down there, uh, emails your questions at our Eagles therapy at gmail.com. I've only gotten one email. Uh, thank you. Shout out to David for sending me that email. He, he sent me some stats one time, but uh, you know, give us some emails or give us some comments or something again jj he, he comments on almost every single episode with something you know relating to the episode i want to be involved in the eagles community so we want to hear more from you and, and talk to you and we'll always comment back my dad he'll comment back on every single comment within five minutes so just keep an eye out from that but from all of us here at our eagles therapy podcast i'm basil go birds and fly eagles fly <laughs>